I get it, okay? The world isn't all cupcakes and rainbows. I know this. Heavy things happen in life all the time. And when you're analyzing the energies emanating from the universe via astrology, you're bound to come across at least hints of these heavy things that happen in life all the time. It's beyond easy to fixate on these bad omens that astrology tends to point out to us, but I'm here to remind you that there are good omens too. Don't forget about all the good omens out there that astrology can show us too. You have a choice when it comes to astrology and spirituality and life in general pessimism or optimism. I'm a bit biased, but optimism is way more enjoyable and makes things a lot easier, (laughs) really. So let's all just agree to ditch the pessimistic doom and gloom astrology and adopt optimistic astrology, okay? So in this podcast episode, I want to bring you over to the bright side. (laughs) I want to talk about optimistic astrology, optimistic spirituality in general, and how it can positively affect everything in your life, like a positive domino effect. There's also a secret mindset hack that I'm dying to tell you about, and it all ties in together with your spiritual growth journey. So welcome back to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on another wonderful Friday filled with manifesting, mindfulness, and magic. My name is Sarah Ray. I'm your manifesting coach, and my intention is to empower you to discover your unique intuitive gifts and interests so you can cultivate an effortless fulfilling daily spiritual practice. This podcast is for mystical women who haven't manifested their perfect life yet because every topic we cover on this podcast help you change that. So if you enjoy the show, please consider liking and rating wherever you happen to be listening so we can reach more modern mystics with spiritual awesomeness. Yes. <laughs> but before we dive into today's topic, I wanted to read another beautiful testimonial that really just touched my soul and lifted me up so high. This came from a gorgeous goddess graduate of Empowered Manifesting, which is my private four week manifesting program, who is continuing to call in manif- miracles in her life and her business. This wonderful, badass, spiritual an entrepreneur. She's amazing. She is keeping it going and she's awesome. So she says, the first time I heard Sarah Ray speak, I knew she was the right person to work with in regards to my business. What I didn't expect was the absolute love, care, and dedication she has towards her clients. With the work I do, it was important for me to have a mentor who understood my ethos, not wanting to change it or just be about the dollars. Of course, this is important, and Sarah Ray not only stood my ethos, together we expanded it into my intention, my practice, and what I am building with my empire. I cannot recommend her highly enough, and I will continue to work with her. A beautiful soul, a loving heart, and a clear channel, a divine multi-di- multi-dimensional goddess. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, my dear friend. You know who you are. Thank you for your extremely kind words and such a high, awesome compliment. Divine multi-dimensional goddess. I love that. I want that like on a t-shirt or something. <laughs> Pessimism in spirituality. How did we get here? Most people discover astrology through their horoscope, which isolates predictions, sometimes on a daily basis, based specifically on your sun sign. Somewhere they find a short prediction of some kind for their specific sun sign with little to no context beyond that. And those little predictions tend to hyper-focus on relationships as well, I've noticed. And so this is kind of people's first introduction to astrology, this like hyper-isolated focused really only on one thing in life 
predictions based on only one sign in your chart that, as we know from other episodes, is way more complex than just your sun sign. So the author of these horoscopes, I'm not bashing them. They could very well be a well-rounded astrologer because you can find a horoscope anywhere, right? And they come from all different parts of the world and they often come from experienced astrologers. And I feel as though this sort of astrology or I wanted wanted to bring this up because I feel as though this sort of superficial astrology results in two things, overly simplified and neglectful astrology predictions that rarely resonate with anyone and people dismissing and or judging astrology based on these lightweight articles known as horoscopes. So I can kind of relate to this a little bit because that horoscopes in general were my first introduction to astrology and I, you know always felt like they didn't really resonate. And then I learned more about your moon sign or that it existed, your moon sign existed. And then I started reading those horoscopes instead and it resonated a little bit differently and just kind of went on from there. And I feel like this is a relatable story for a lot of people. Like a lot of us have read horoscopes before and understand, you know, why people are into horoscopes. But if we got this far, we've gotten to the point where we know that astrology is so much more than that. I remember the time in my life in my adolescence when I basically only knew that I was a Libra and that I vaguely understood what a horoscope was. And I also kind of understood that certain signs repel and attract air quotes (laughs) each other. But it wasn't until like later in life that I was really going down the path of spirituality that I began to dig deeper and realize what astrology really was all about. To me, astrology is meant to be holistic. We aren't meant to isolate just the sun or the moon or the rising or any of the other layers in astrology. We're meant to look at the entirety of the solar system as well as the entirety of our own natal chart. And honestly, we're meant to look at how these combined together to get the truest and biggest messages that we're looking for. This makes interpretations of energy wildly different and way more nuanced and so much more beautiful when we understand that there are more layers to things and we can read the layers as a whole unit. Isolating planets and signs in astrology is a great place to start, but eventually you'll want to broaden your cosmic horizons. Taking a holistic approach to astrology, healing, spirituality, or literally anything else really is the best way to achieve true understanding of that thing, whether that be your health or like I said, your your trauma healing or your whatever else, fill in the blank, <laughs> even just more mundane things like cooking or uh, learning a new skill in general. Like taking a holistic approach is the best way to truly understand it from all angles. There's always a deeper meaning. There's always other influencing factors, and there's always another perspective to be considered. Nothing is truly 2D. And the more angles we can observe that thing from, the more well-rounded our observations become, and the more integrated and more deeply we understand these things, and the more integrated it can become into how we view ourselves and how we view the world. So being holistic in my spiritual practices and my personal practices means... That was... Cut that a little bit. Being holistic in my practices and studies on a personal level is one of my spiritual values. And spiritual values is something I want to talk about in an upcoming episode. But just know that for right now, being holistic is one of mine. This is exactly what sets the Energy Almanac apart from all other astrological resources. It takes a holistic approach to its astrological predictions, taking all the planets and aspects into account into its week by week analyze analyzations is that a word (laughs) of 
all the astrology energy floating in that moment in time. Because of this, the astrology within the energy almanac is inherently optimistic. There is no doom and gloom in this beautiful, beautiful book here. And in case you've never been introduced to this marvelous book known as the energy almanac, let me take a quick second to tell you all about it. This is a colorfully illustrated guidebook with weekly astrology predictions and holistic resources for the year ahead. And this year is the fifth edition. And I wrote the moon astrology sections for this book, and there's many other holistic sections for it and other astrology sections too. So it's kind of like your one-stop shop for weekly guidance for the entirety of 2023. So for example, when I was writing the monthly moon work for the Energy Almanac this year, I looked at the zodiac sign of every single planet, as well as any trines or squares or oppositions or sextiles, etc. between the planets, all of which I took into consideration when writing and channeling each of those new and full moon articles for the book this past year. So this is how, this is what I mean when I think of holistic astrology and ultimately optimistic astrology is that we look at it from every single angle, we bring it all in together so we can have a full, fully flushed out understanding of everything that there is to understand as best as we can. And by the way, head directly to spirituallyinspired.co slash almanac to get your copy of 2024, 2023, if you haven't already done that. It also makes a fantastic gift for your favorite mystical astrology lover too. So again, spirituallyinspired.co slash almanac to get your copy for 2023. Okay, so pessimism and spirituality, I just got to say this, they just, they don't go together. It, you you can't really be super connected to your spiritual side and pessimistic at the same time. You can try and it's increasingly more common, I feel like, to people to be pessimistic, but also like want to explore spirituality. But if you try to do this, it's going to be really difficult to build a trusting connection to the universe because you're paying more attention to the negative things over the positive. And not to blame here, Never, there's never any room for blame or judgment in anything that we talk about on the Spiritually Inspired Podcast. This is just the, the fact of being pessimistic over optimistic, that you tend to hyper-focus on the negative things. And um, it's a really easy for us to be pessimistic. We're kind of hardwired to be that way as human beings, because if we weren't, we probably wouldn't have survived up until this point as a species. Uh, but, you know, daily survival is not really a concern for most of us right now, especially if you're listening to this podcast. I'm sure you're in a situation where daily survival is not necessarily on the, your front of mind, but you still inherently, or humans, I should say, inherently react to things in a pessimistic manner. So there is no room for blame if you do feel like you are naturally pessimistic, that you naturally focus on the negative things over the positive things, because that is just humans as a whole. But switching your mindset to the optimistic point of view, it does take a little bit of practice. And, you know, you might be wondering why I even bother. Like, this is the reality of things. Like, I feel like the word reality and pessimism go hand in hand. They always say this is the reality of the situation, Uh, which is also true, you know, but being optimistic is having hope. And tuning into that love energy that is source, because source energy is pure love energy. Source, referring to the universe, God, creation, the one, whatever you want to refer to it as. We can feel this pure loving source energy in our souls. And it only makes sense that holistic astrology and spirituality would ultimately point towards positive aspects because of its source energy, if that makes sense. So because 
we're looking at spirituality and astrology from a, a whole brain perspective, we're looking at it from every angle possible, we will see that ultimately everything points back to love and light because its source is pure love and light. This is why isolation is not good because we tend to miss key components when we're not looking at the full picture. So to start soaking up more optimistic astrology and less pessimistic astrology, stop isolating those celestial bodies from one another. Instead, look at the complete snapshot of the solar system in that given moment, whether it's in the past, in the future, or right now. This gives plenty of context and ultimately supports a positive outlook overall. Change your mindset and your outlook. Okay, <clears throat> I promised you a mindset hack here and I think I have to disappoint you <laughs> because a hack, air quotes, implies a shortcut to some fantastic result that could otherwise take way more time and effort. So a hack is a shortcut. And I don't truly think changing your entire mindset and outlook on life is a shortcut by any means. But you know, the word hack has a, a search engine optimization factor or a buzz factor to it, where people hear a mindset hack, they hear something that's easy and achievable. So I want to talk about this in the context of it being achievable for you, even though it's not a shortcut by any means, not to mean that it's not going to be easy for you, because it certainly can be easy. I do think it's possible for changing your entire outlook and growing spiritually speaking can be easy but I want you to believe that it's accessible for you regardless of how hard it is, right? Don't be afraid of hard work. So this fake mindset hat that I have for you comes directly from the fabulous mind of Carol Dweck, PhD, and her book, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success. The hack is simply this, believe that growth is possible. I just said it again, believe that it is possible for you. So there are two different kinds of mindsets that you can have, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. This is so important. <clears throat> I hope you are able to really, really soak up what I'm about to tell you. And I really do hope that you check out this book because this book was one of the ones that was just life changing for me. It, oh, I just can't talk enough about it. It's absolutely amazing. So anyway, this is really, really important. You can either have a fixed mindset and a growth or a growth mindset. You cannot have both. You're either in a state of permanence or a state of opportunity in a fixed mindset you are a finished product and you don't grow or change ever in any way because you don't grow and change effort to do so is seen as weakness or effort really to do anything is seen as weakness and you don't want to challenge yourself because challenges highlight shortcomings and because you are already complete if there is a shortcoming it is negatively impacting your ability to do things and therefore your worth as a human being. And you don't want to challenge yourself because of it possibly challenging your self-worth in the world. If you can't do something perfectly the first time, you will never be able to do it at all. And any effort needed to do anything means that you are inferior. Or if there is a perceived lack of a natural talent in some way, you're believing either that person or you as inferior. Likewise, if you're naturally good at something, you are superior and you also have the idea that you don't ever need to practice or work on it because you're naturally good at it and you can't possibly get any better because you're in a state of permanence. People with this fixed mindset do not admit 
to or correct their deficiencies. In fact, there's a good chance that they'll even lie about them and lie to avoid showing their deficiencies because they're uh, these flaws are intolerable and these what they perceive as flaws or the deficiencies in any way harm their self-worth image, which is really sad. So if you've seen the second Monsters, Inc. movie, OK, it's called Monsters University and the big, adorable blue monster. Um, his name is Sully. They go to school and he's like naturally really good at scaring people. OK, but the other one, Mike Wazowski, <laughs> which is such a I love him. I love in the first um, uh, Monsters, Inc. movie where the little kid goes, Mike Wazowski. And it's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I love when Evelyn does it, too. Anyway, so in the university one, Sully is naturally really good at scaring people while Mike is not. So he has to work really, really hard. So on the first day of class, Sully is awesome. Top student because he doesn't have to do for anything. He just naturally does what he's good at. Mike sucks at it. So the semester goes on and on. Sully doesn't practice at all. Mike works really, really hard. And Mike is scaring the bejesuses out of everybody and acing all the tests (laughs) while Sully is basically a one trick pony. And that is a perfect illustration of the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. So in the growth mindset, you have a focus on self-motivation, self-development, learning, responsibility, and of course, effort. There is no concept of failure or complacency when you have a growth mindset. They, they meaning people who have the growth mindset, face failures head on ask difficult questions, and they never, ever shy away from constructive criticism that is actually helpful, not, you know, people just being toxic, but actual genuine constructive criticism is not scary for people with a growth mindset. And they are able to do all of this, ask these difficult questions and face the failures while maintaining faith that they will succeed. That's another huge thing. Knowing that success is inevitable um, is really important in a growth mindset. Constantly trying to improve and expand skills is another indication of having a growth mindset because there's always more to learn. Skills develop through practice and falling short is a huge motivation factor as opposed to a demotivation factor because falling short means that there's room to improve and because the journey and the learning and the skill building is the emphasis in the growth mindset, seeing an opportunity to grow into a skill is really exciting. I know this is how I feel when I realize that I can... uh, learn to improve. Although it has not always been that way. I will point out that this has been an active effort for me to adopt a growth mindset, but I'm really glad that I did because I think that it has made a lot of really positive changes in my mind, in my life. There, having a growth mindset ha- gives you like an expectation that practice and effort are a part of every single thing that you do in life and nothing is done perfectly the first time because there's always something more you can learn. And even if you are really good at something naturally, you still believe that there is something more to learn or maybe you move away from it completely because it's not challenging enough. It's more about the challenge, not necessarily about the finished product. And I am going to say the name of this book again. It's called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. The link will be in in the show notes to check it out. That's my affiliate link there. And I think it will be life-changing for you because she talks about this in context of relationships, parenting, of work, and relationships, and whatever else. I see a lot of correlation between people with fixed mindsets and their pessimistic outlooks. A growth mindset tends to exist in someone with an optimistic outlook, to kind of circle back to the idea of optimistic spirituality. Having a growth mindset means anything is possible, and that there's an understanding that any situation can change through effort. Therefore, those with growth mindsets tend to see the glass as half 
full. This mindset feels very soul led to me. Holding this mindset makes connecting with God so much easier because you're willing to travel down the path. You're willing to keep moving forward. You're not just sitting there. Having a fixed mindset means nearly everything is impossible. There's a belief that everything, yes, literally everything, is rooted in permanence. Therefore, those with growth mindsets tend to see Oh, I said that wrong. Those with fixed mindsets tend to see the glass as half empty. This mindset feels very ego led to me. Holding this mindset makes chasing any kind of dream or goal or adventure paralyzing and just straight up inconceivable. All because of perfectionism, stagnancy, fear, and a lot of other factors that hold you back. That all the self-sabotaging things that we tend to have in our lives. I try my best to approach everything in my life with a growth mindset, especially when it comes to manifesting. The path is always twisting in seemingly random directions, even though I don't believe in randomness, but I keep traveling down the path anyway. I don't want to sit down at the first obstacle that I come across and give up. I, in fact, I want obstacles because obstacles mean an opportunity for growth. And I want to believe that there is light at the end of the trail. And I want to go to the distance to see it for myself. And I know that there will be plenty of guides along the way so I'll just keep I'll just keep my eyes open for them. I'll know the keys to moving forward will always reveal themselves exactly when I need them the most. So just a quick recap here. A fixed mindset focuses on the end result, the immediate circumstance, the perfect scenario, the skills needed or the lack of skills thereof, immediate gratification and outward perceptions from others. A growth mindset puts focus on the journey, the future possibilities, overcoming obstacles, what needs to be learned, feeling fulfilled by putting an effort and the inward experience of learning. So I'll reiterate again what my optimistic mindset hack is. Believe that growth is possible. Find joy in the journey and the effort. Cultivate a love of learning. Decide what success means for you. Embrace bravery. Pick yourself up a copy of Mindset by Carol Dweck and use my link in the show notes to do so to please support the show. (laughs) So thank you very much for listening to this episode. I hope this was inspiring for you. And as you go on your way today, know that I'm sending you an abundance of love, light, and inspiration. Blessed be. Thank you for listening. If you want even more spiritual awesomeness, there's plenty waiting for you over in our free Facebook group. Join us for guided meditations, guided rituals, Reiki shares, masterclasses, tarot readings, Q and A's, and plenty of discussions with other modern mystics. This is a totally safe space to ask questions, meet other like-minded, open-hearted women, and our community truly won't feel complete without you. So head over to spirituallyinspired.co slash free group to join today.